Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Drinks, beer, more football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Welcome back to Bink at Night, live inside the reclamation room here at Cinderblock Brewery. They asked me, I said, we don't do any remotes anymore the last couple of years. I said, you want to come to the brewery? Do I? Let's go. Bring us the Il Padrone, the playoff Pilsner, means chief in Italian, Josh Klingler, sideline reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs, and co host Fesco in the morning. Here at the reclamation room, as Bankley, well. I gotta say, we've been watching you for the last hour. I mean, you are in your element. I like it. I saw you like take a. You, you, they poured you a beer. They brought it over. You took a little, little sniff <laughs> test. Made sure, made sure it it sound it's it smelled great before you uh, you you, uh, you, you had it going down. I saw you smell it. You put it down and like you are you are in your element, man. I am in my element. It's a great place. The Opatron. What do you think of the Opatron? It's good. It's very good. Yeah, um, the Opatron is a delicious beer. Yeah, it's, it's been it's, a minute, isn't it? What's that? I remember the beer segment we used to do with you guys yeah. in the morning a long time ago? Yeah, and I like the fact they. Where did you get the can? Do they have cans? They here? brought the cans. They'll right. sell you cans. Okay. Ten bucks buys you a six pack of the cans. I, They'll gonna, fill up your growlers, your crowlers, whatever you yeah, need. Yeah, I might buy some cans just to have a little souvenir with that as well. But yeah, it's uh, it's here on tap. We tapped it at six and. And uh, people are enjoying the uh, the playoff beer. It's good. You know, I used to have some Iron City beer. You know, the Steelers beer with the '78 team. On I it. had one of those cans as well. I believe. But I broke yeah. a can. And, like it was all orange beer, and I was like, oh no. I don't I think like, I. I think well, I think back at the time where they were making that, um, I was not of age, right? And you weren't of age, so uh, I could keep the cans. But my dad always popped the. Well, he probably drank it. I don't know. I didn't was paying attention, but he definitely. Uh, Disposed of the beer before I got the can, but I know I had a, I know I had a Fall City Steeler Steeler can. I wish I still had that. It's probably worth something. Yeah, it probably would be at some point. You know what's funny is Kling, this team went on this spell. They won in uh, January of '94 down in Houston, and they followed that up with the. Uh, well, actually, they beat the Steelers as well that right, year. But right, they, they'll beat Houston January of '94, and they didn't win a playoff game until that 15th season. It was crazy. Alex isn't it? Smith in 2016. I was asking all these guys, like Pete, he was six years old when they won in 94. He worked for the Chiefs the next time they, they won. won. Nick, wow. Alex, all these guys wow. were in diapers and then had already gone through KU. CDOT was six or seven when they won the first playoff game. He was doing the drive the next time the Chiefs won a playoff game. Wow. And we forget there was two decades of getting to the postseason only to lose games. It's kind of like we're taking it for granted. Well, I – I, I will be dating myself, Bankley, as you know. Uh, a little bit older than the rest of those guys. But uh, obviously, Danon Hughes, who's, who uh, is the Chiefs color analyst and that I'm part of the broadcast with. Who's in that game? 106.5 The Wolf. He and I were classmates at the University of Iowa. And, uh, and yeah, he was a rookie uh, that season. Actually caught his first touchdown pass against the uh, against the uh, the Steelers in that game. And so, so yeah, I know I was uh, – well, I won't, I won't say gainfully employed. I was graduated from college at that point, <laughs> bank, and uh, at a, a struggling uh, 
a struggling radio person at that, at that point in time. And then guess what? The time that then they won in 2015, also still a struggling radio person. So I nothing changed for me. <laughs> still, it was the same thing. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, marriage, everything. That <laughs> well, there was that. There was that part too. But all it's still, my kids are grown. I remember still, sitting there. It was at Evan Bain's graduation, and I remember sitting there before he went off to Missouri. You know, I was sitting there like this kid's graduating. He's never seen a playoff win, like ever. He's yeah. never been alive for one. And think of all the kids that were born that year with a playoff run. You know, people got excited, yeah. had kids. They're already, they're already in college. They're almost finishing up by the time they won another playoff game. Or 20 years of marriage, meaning you had probably two or three kids well, by that time. It's unbelievable dry spell I mean, you, had. you know this because um, you have still one that's, what, teenager? Well, yes, barely. Barely. Yes. Okay, so a little bit over. So our, our twins, 15, they know nothing other than Royals World Series. Yeah. And I remember the, you know, 14 and 15, and my daughter in 16 – didn't understand how they weren't going back. <laughs> they weren't going back to the world. It's like, what is this? And it's the, sa- it's the same for the Chiefs now. I mean, they know nothing other than than winning. And it's like, I don't want, really want to share, like, there were some miserable years we all had together for a long spell of time before the good. I, mean, I don't want to spoil it for them and, like, drag them to you about that <laughs> these Colts playoff games. But it, it is funny because they know nothing other than yeah. playoff it's success. It's like a rite of passage. And I had Nick and, in here and then the KU, last, and it's like, you guys make it the final four. It's the one thing yeah. you care to hang up is and, those, man. <laughs> yeah, and the last you know three years, you know, you know nothing but home playoff games. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's just insane. Oh, Arrowhead, yeah, we'll get playoff tickets because they'll be playing and yeah. they'll be yeah. making a run. It's crazy. It's crazy. So you can't take it for granted. You have to have to enjoy it. Hopefully, I felt like this week Bink was a little bit weird. I didn't feel like we had that that huge buzz for this game, and I know it'll build up as the weekend kind of goes, but. Um, you know, we shouldn't be taking playoff runs for granted because that's I mean, what I say. Look at the, I mean, look at the Steelers right now. Okay, granted they're in, they're in, but this is the first time in I don't know how long they're in, but don't feel like they can win it. Like every single time they were in, they felt like they win it. This is a different experience for them. They're in and they think they're going to be one, one and done. Right? Their fan base does, and so with the quarterback uh, that's won a couple bowls. Right, he's won one, two Super Bowls. And they're like, well, I'm not going to win this guy, really. So it, 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 it goes away fast. No, it really does. And you think about this road. Do you like the uh, extra playoff team with the bye? Because I've had some people in here say, you know, I hate the fact they don't have a bye in the first round. The, the two yeah, teams I mean, they have a bye. Well, yeah, it, it, it feels kind of self-serving this year. I would love if they had the bye this year. That that would be great. But Super Wildcard Weekend's awesome. I mean, we have a ton of football this weekend. It's going to be great. Um, so, And then the, the Week 18 worked out. I mean, it couldn't have worked out any better for the NFL in terms of, of hype and fun. So... No, I don't mind the extra playoff team. I think it was kind of be inevitable, and I think, you know, I, I think the future of the NFL will include more, like one more regular season game. I think they'll get to 18, and they'll probably open up the playoffs again and have, you know, maybe maybe eight teams in the postseason, and then you might be able to work that by again or not work that by again, and everybody plays right away in the playoffs. I don't know, but um, no, I, you know. Selfishly, yes. This year, I would love to have the buy. The buy it this was kind week. of funny because the season, as bad as they were at the beginning, they're three and four. The sky was falling on this team. Six percent chance to win the division. We all know the story. Mm-hmm. But they were outrunning all their troubles. Like they outran all their troubles except for when they lost, you know, to the Bengals. Because they had been, they got in front of it. They had that number one seed. They right. controlled their destiny, and they had outrun everything that you know, previously happened. And then it all came back by losing to the Bengals. We're a very good team, by the way. But not in a bad spot. They're, they're in a great spot this postseason. I mean, Pittsburgh's a great draw. What's what's Joe Burrow tomorrow, Bink? 
Is he healthy or not? Or did the Chiefs beat him up? He didn't play last week. He was really hurt, uh, you know, limping off the field in that game against the Chiefs. And so I don't think the Raiders are going to pull the upset, but I think that there's going to be a little bit of Raider push here over the next, uh, you know, until that game kicks off that, that they may have a chance to, uh, to pull the upset. And if they do, imagine that one. Imagine if you avoid the, if you don't, if you avoid the Bills and you get the Raiders next oh. week. I mean, but things, can they do it though? Because Derek Carr, we've all seen things it. Things can fall in line. Can if they Bur- do it? If Burrow's healthy, it? no. Okay. But if Burrow is indeed beat up, um, that's that, that's a that's a different that's a difference maker for this team. They can't they can't expect to go and get a win if if, if Joe Burrow's all beat up. So I'll be interested to see how healthy he is tomorrow. I'm not expecting that. I think it's going to go chalk this weekend. I think the Chiefs are going to Chiefs are going to win, and they're going to see the Bills next week. But wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if somehow the Raiders were coming to Arrowhead next week. And they could. I mean, just look at these teams in the, in the AFC in the playoffs. And at one point, we considered most of them the team to beat. Like the Titans have been considered the team to beat. Obviously, injuries caught up to them. Now they're getting everybody healthy at this point. But when they beat the Bills and Chiefs in back-to-back weeks, that made a statement. Mm-hmm. They became, quote, the team to beat. The Bills became the team to beat when they beat the Chiefs. They weren't able to hold on to that. The Bengals were a sexy team that people said, oh, this is the team to beat. Like the Raiders, I haven't heard that with. Nobody's no, really no, said that with no. this team. I know. But you look at the other teams, and I they will quote I the honest, team to beat. I honestly didn't think about it until uh, Pete Sweeney was in with us this morning on the roundtable uh, in the 9 o'clock hour today, and he was like, I, I think the Raiders can do it, guys. And I'm like, really? I was kind of like excited. Like, I think the Raiders can knock off the Bengals. I'm like, that's a dream scenario. If I don't, I don't care who the – the Chiefs don't have to avenge all of their regular season losses. If they avoid the Bills and they avoid the Bengals and – and they have to. The only one you get is a crack at the at the Titans. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that rematch game. But if, if things break and you can get, you can get say uh, the Steelers, the Raiders, and then I still think the Bills are probably better than the Titans. But you get that game at the home. Then in the AFC Championship game, uh, this thing could break right. But what's the bill? I mean, they win the division last year. They've been so up and down though. Like I want to believe in them. Like, yeah. I want to see Buffalo is the best, yeah. second-best team in the AFC. Yeah. But then they're 13-10 against the Jets at home, and they didn't pull away until eight minutes left in the fourth quarter against that team. Like, I don't know who. We know they, they're good. They went into New England and, and, and whipped the Patriots after they beat them with the, I'm just looking the ball three the, times. I'm just looking at the matchup singularly in the game against the Chiefs. Josh Allen does scare me. His ability to run the football, his ability to throw the football. You have a legit, legit receiver in Stephon Diggs. I mean, I think matchup-wise, maybe they – Maybe they have, they do have a bad loss, two couple bad losses, right? That the Chiefs don't have, but I think just match up like head to head against the Chiefs, they match up very well. So that one I, I don't really want to see um, happen, but I, but I think it will next week. And I mean, I'm confident, but um, I'd much rather have the Ra- the Raiders pull the upset of the Bengals and then become yeah, a game. I don't like the Bengals. I know that in our, uh, our draft for touchdowns that cost us twenty bucks. You had a sneaky pick. You had Al Lazard. And you hit Jamar Chase, and obviously Jamar Chase could get to the end zone. We know, but but if Alan Jamar, Lazard but is if, one of those guys I had on my list because he's sneaky good. If at Jamar Chase five. though is at, out after one game, bank I will not be complaining tomorrow. Okay, but me, yeah. I just I just thought the, I think the Bengals can go one well, of two Debo ways. I have Samuel, so I will complain. I think the Bengals can go one of two ways. They could get beat tomorrow by the Raiders. I don't think that's going to happen. But I also think they might be able to go if Joe Burrow said they might be able to go and beat Tennessee, and so. I was banking on them like they could be in the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs 
at Arrowhead by knocking out the, the Titans. So I'm keeping an eye on the Bengals. I don't know which way it's going to go. Again, it all hinges to me on the uh, the uh, the health of, of the quarterback. How good is that Bengals team, though? When you think about T. Higgins, it didn't really do a lot against the Chiefs, but then Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd with him, Joe Mixon in the backfield. Right. I like Burrow, and he's been sacked a lot. Like, listen, they had a chance to draft Panay Sewell. They decided to get Jamar Chase, and I understand that. The connection with Joe yeah. Burrow that won the Bolitnikoff back at LSU. 1,700-yard, 20 touchdowns, ridiculous. That team, though, like, there's something about him and his moxie. Like, I actually like him better than Herbert. Yeah, he's he's got a little attitude about him. He's got a little swagger about him. And then, yeah, I left that game saying, oh, my gosh, give me a, a uh, jump ball wide receiver. I mean, like, that, that, that crew – uh, looks like one that, that could have some staying power. Uh, they have the run attack with Joe Mixon. They don't run the ball. They get they have to improve on the offensive line, certainly. But uh, their skill guys are really, really good. I'm, I mean, I love Tyreek Hill and I love Travis Kelsey. I'd love to pick one. Give, give me one of those other guys off that team um, at the wide receiver spot and put them all outside along with Tyreek Hill, and this team would be rolling. It's one thing I really haven't heard when people talk about this game with the Steelers and Chiefs is the fact that it was the Chiefs' COVID game. You know, without Nick Bolton, who made a huge difference in the Denver game, obviously. Right. And the fact that uh, no Kelsey, yep. a Tyree Kill just came off the COVID list the day before. Was, was, not, was not a factor in that game. Three of their top four receivers were undrafted. Top two running backs undrafted. Top two tacklers were Ben Neiman and DiCaprio Budo, who went right back to the That's practice right. squad. That's right. Budo was the top tackler in that game. Yeah, so yeah. he went right back granted, to the practice squad. And here they're playing he, the Steelers. They whipped the Steelers, and they did it with their backups. Granted, Budo played a lot in the fourth quarter when the game was out of reach, but, right. yes, yeah, he was the leading tackler in that game. Yeah, I that's that's the thing I've been I – mean, I usually try to play the, the, the other side, like, this is why I think this team has a chance. There's just nothing that says to me the Steelers have a chance unless T.J. Watt goes crazy – I don't think Ben Roethlisberger is gonna is gonna cause you any damage. The running back's a little beat up. Their offensive line, as you mentioned, Burrow, uh, the, the Steelers have been sacked a lot too, right? Um, they they're not great up front. There's just nothing that screams to me like this is how they win the game. Um, I know we had we had Cal Brand at NFL Network on this morning, and I don't know if you saw his laundry list. I mean, he had like he had like six things he thought that had to happen for the Steelers to win the game. And, and that's quite a laundry list. I, I just, I just don't see. It's not cocky, but I, I just don't see uh, enough out of the Steelers that say you're going to flip the script on what happened last go round. Awesome! Thanks for coming by, Kling. You bet. Enjoy, um, enjoy your El Padron. Yeah, I'm going to go get, go, go get some more. Go get some more beer. Appreciate it very much. You're Thank in you your element. Much. I love. Lo- totally in my element. You, you have a glow about you. I'd like to bring all you guys on before you've had too many beers. That's probably That's a smart. Strategy, so I have Rob on. Probably a smart play. You've been grabbing all the all the all the six ten employees as they come in the door before they uh, belly up to the bar. That's a smart play by you. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back with Rob Britton and his pick with the Chiefs and the Steelers next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs six ten Sports Radio. And welcome back to Bacon Night. Joining us now from the drive before he dives into his brew, Rob Brenton, <laughs> who does have an Opa drone as he sits down. Though. What's up, Rob? I'm good, man. How are you? It's a great party. If you're not out here, you should get out here. I know. I know. Right here, it's perfect. It's like a storm or snow. Tell 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. They say it is. Uh, three, four in the morning, something like that. Yeah, I mean, by the time the snow actually hits, this this place will be cleared out. I mean, I think I saw rain, rain at like midnight-ish. But yeah, I mean, the bad weather is tomorrow's problem. Today's problem is going out here and having a good time. Are you uh, are you as uh, fired up about this playoffs as I am? Because I went around the office. You were the first one I asked. You were two mm-hmm. when they won their playoff game in '94. Yep. Then we went all the way to that 2015 season till 2016. And you were already in radio. I was. At that point. So you'd already gone through KU. You did everything within those 20 years that the Chiefs had the dry spell. And now, all of a sudden, like we expect to get to the playoffs every year and expect to have home home, home games until the AFC title game, maybe the home game again as well. That's actually interesting because it's something we talked about on the drive this week in that Chiefs fans are starting to take the playoffs and playoff wins for granted because outside of people with the last name Belichick and Brady, a lot of people have taken bad playoff losses and sometime in their playoff career. Think about Peyton Manning. They had the home playoff loss to the Ravens, Joe Flacco, the Hail Mary game. They also lost several games to the Patriots. Think about Tom Brady's an outlier. He's different forever. But, like, Aaron Rodgers has had a bunch of playoff losses. Aaron Rodgers is not infallible. He makes mistakes in the playoffs. He takes bad home playoff losses. He takes playoff losses a lot of time. So... You're right. It's something that Chiefs fans have sort of taken for granted a little bit, but I think Chiefs fans have taken it for granted because, like, found money. For years they were in a desert, and now they found the oasis of the playoffs every year, and they expect this is the new normal. This is what we do every year. But the harsh reality is you're not Tom Brady or Bill Belichick. You don't really do this every year. You don't really win every year. So it's fun that you're doing this. Look, give Chiefs fans a little perspective that, hey, this is not, this is not something to take for granted. This is a fun moment. Four straight years of 12 wins. I know they had the extra game this year, so you're going to see a lot of that. You're going to see a lot of records broken and things like that. So it's it's going to be tough to do, but still it shows me consistency. Andy Reid, 11.3 wins a year. He's good for 11 or 12 wins a year. The one year he didn't make the playoffs was 2014. He went 9-7, but every single year he's been viable. You remember how bad this team was in 2012? Oh, you remember the banners and people wanting change? and Well, they made the change. Yeah, it was, it was an awful, awful, I mean, awful, awful is unfair, but it was a bad franchise. Things were in bad, they were in bad position. There's a reason why Andy Reid was hired and they fired their GM. It's not because things were going gangbusters. This was the Jaguars. They had no quarterback. They had no quarterback prospects in the draft. They had a bad head coach in Romeo Cornell. They had a GM who was in disarray in Scott Pioli. And ownership finally stepped in and said, no more. We're no longer going to be an embarrassment. We're not going to have the banners. We're not going to have the first pick in the draft. We're going to be a playoff team. And they went out and they hired the best coach available, who then came in and fired Scott Pioli and hired a GM. And since then, they have been the standard in the AFC. And it's you're right. Before then, going to the first round and playing the Ravens in 2010 was this coup. But I don't know about you, but when you talk to Chiefs fans, they look at this and they say things like, oh, yeah, the Steelers are a game, but we look future-wise of what's the second round, what's the AFC title look like, what's the Super Bowl matchup. That wasn't the case in 2010-2011 with these Chiefs. It was, oh, we got the Ravens. That'll be a fun one. End of story. 
Where do you think in the, you know, the Big Ben obviously is going to be a Pittsburgh legend. We saw his last game thinking that it might be it for Big Ben. Yep. And he's going to go down. But seriously, though, they have the hockey guys like Lemieux and Crosby, and they've got stars on all the great Pittsburgh Pirates, Clemente, you name it. Great legends of the game, Terry Bradshaw, Rocky Blyer, Franco Harris, Mean Joe Green. I mean, it's so many, I mean, so many Steelers. They're loaded. So Big Ben's probably in the top ten as far as, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, sports icons. Maybe. Maybe. You he, find people he, with the men around. But he's Mahomes. He's very popular. He's, very, he's not as well liked as you'd think for a quarterback of a franchise like that. But Mahomes completely different in this city because mm-hmm. he's right there with, with George Brett. Like, yeah. Quickly. I, I would put him above George Brett. And that part of that's the proliferation of social media and the fact the NFL today is more popular than baseball probably was ever. And that's no knock to George Brett, but just Mahomes – social media presence and his visibility make him a bigger deal but it is odd you brought this up Ben Roethlisberger is not a super popular guy in Pittsburgh he's getting this swan song he's not getting the Mariano Rivera swan song he's not getting the fun send-off like Kobe did he's kind of like most of their fans are like good riddance stop holding us hostage because you're decrepit body has held us back from true greatness and he never really you know claimed his retirement some reporter asked him the question is this it for you big ben and fired it right off the bat too yeah and he, he said yeah this probably is the last time the last to rob yeah i mean it, but it he, was, he's he's gonna be done i mean it, he's yeah, basically said it, it, so. it was weird because like for a while there the story was he's not going away he's not going away he's not going away then the story came back he's gonna pop up he's gonna be the guy and then it was like no he's going away and then it was the chiefs game if you'll remember they had his whole family in the suite, and that was kind of a signal to a lot of people, oh, he's done. You don't bring your whole family to a no, random Week no. 15 game if you're going to keep playing, especially I love Kansas City. It wasn't like gorgeous Kansas City afternoon, sun-drenched September. It was a chilly day in December. That's when people's antennas went up. So who do you want next round? I've asked everybody this question. You want the Bills to go ahead and beat the Patriots and just, you know, you're playing the Bills, you're familiar with them. Saw them twice last year. You've seen them this year. You want them? Or do you want to take the chance on the Raiders Bengals winner, maybe a banged up Joe Burrow coming to town, getting so, the Bengals on your turf instead of their turf? So I think there's two answers here. As the Chiefs fan in me, I want the Raiders. And I know it's a very narrow way to get the Raiders. It's if the Raiders win and the Patriots win, it's the Raiders and Chiefs. Oh no, Raiders win. Yeah, Raiders win, Patriots win, it's Raiders Chiefs. As a Chiefs fan, you want that because the Raiders have shown no resistance to the Chiefs. And it could be cold. And it could be cold, and Derek Carr's bad in the cold. Now, having said that, as, a, as an NFL fan that wants to do the best matchups in the playoffs, sign me up for another Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes game. The first one in Buffalo was kind of a knockdown drag out where the Chiefs won 26-17. We all know what happened in the AFC Tally game. The Chiefs boat raced the Bills. And then this season, the Bills came in and boat raced the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes loves revenge, a fun game. Bills fans travel in droves. They know they're going to show up, and it's going to be a crowded, fun atmosphere. The football fan in me says, sign me up for the Bills. The Chiefs fan in me says, give me the Raiders. So who do you think second-best quarterback is in the AFC? Josh Allen? Are you willing to go there? I think the second-best quarterback in the AFC right now is Josh Allen. Okay, Um, what about Deshaun Lamar? Where are you putting him at? Deshaun obviously didn't play this year. Deshaun's a while. It's tough to really evaluate Deshaun because I just don't know what Deshaun is because Deshaun hasn't played football in a year now, year plus, because he didn't play in the playoffs last year. So I don't know what Deshaun is. I'm saying Lamar is three because and Burrow's four and Herbert's five, and I think you can kind of massage three, four, five, get however you want. But I think Josh Allen has shown that he's a consistent winner and is always in the playoffs, and he does more than just throw. He has the rocket arm. So I have, I have Allen at two, but 
I actually think that the AFC is more fun with young quarterbacks. The NFC is kind of the one where you're like, huh, where's the next guy? Because Brady and Rodgers are a million years old. Where do you see Herbert and Burrow? Who do you like better out of that group? I like Herbert better. Okay. I think part of the reason I like Herbert better is roster construction is a big deal to me. Burrow's guys are all ex- going to be expensive very quick, and they don't have an O-line. Herbert's guys are all kind of not expensive. They can build around him better, and they have the O-line. So I think Herbert, but I think Herbert's division is going to handcuff him. But I think it's in some order those three plus Mahomes are the guys in the AFC. Text lines asking me from the 913 where I'm at. I'm at the reclamation room at Cinderblock. That's right, the Il Padron beer release. Good beer, by the way. It's been a minute since we've had a remote. Been a long couple minutes. You know, it I've feels never, good to be out amongst the people again. I've never worked at 610 during an event. This is my first one ever. This is great. I got hired in March of 2020 and the world went to, well, you know what the world went to. My equipment still has dust on it from St. Joe. <laughs> is like that, it, du- is that is, dust or pink sweat? It's, <laughs> it's St. Joe, man. It's, last time this was used, it was like 100 degrees in St. Joe. <laughs> and Cody and I were transferring these cases back and forth for the weekend. So, yeah, we did that. But anyway, Rob, th- enjoy the old Padron. Thanks for stopping by. Love getting your opinions on it. We have Nivens, two guys in a brewery. That's right. We're doing two guys in a brewery in a brewery. There you go. This is, this is Perfect a new time for us. two guys in a brewery. Nivens lingering around, so I'll let you guys go. All right. We, that coming up next, though, two guys in a brewery next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. It's Friday, so crack one open with two guys in a brewery. On Bink at Night, here's Bink and Nivens from 98.9 The Rock. That's right, Jason Nivens, 98.9 The Rock, in the house. We're actually doing two guys in a brewery at a brewery. You'd be surprised how fast I drove from Mission, Kansas to North Kansas City. I kept in the parameters of the speed limit, yes, of as course. the law tells me to do. But any time that it was like 35, I might give it a little 40 push. It was 45. Hi, Roxanne! That's our boss's boss right there. It was 45, I might push it to 50. It was 55, I might kiss to 60. Because I just wanted to get here for you a to get the Thank you for coming. But, see, Thanks, guys. Boss Enjoy the boss. beer. Say thank you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> but, dude, it is so exciting to be up here. Oh, it's, it's and the be best. out and about and to see everybody. Yeah, Neil and Lone Jack. Stop <laughs> we hear from Neil and Lone Jack all the hey, time. Hey, Neil and Lone Jack. What's but up, man? Danny Keezer's here, the head yes, brewer. Sir. Yes, sir. The head brewer at Cinderblock, the place we're at right now. And Danny, this place is a little crazy, as you see. It is. Pretty people good crowd cheese, tonight, baby. huh? A lot of people 610, beer, a lot of Chiefs fans. Chiefs, yeah. I mean, we always have a pretty good turnout of people coming up here to watch Chiefs, drink our delicious beverages, everything that we can do. Um, yeah, I'm really happy with the turnouts, and I'm, you know, show support of Kansas City. Are you Come get some beer for the tailgate. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like here, yeah. he tailgates with some of our, our crew list of 610 all the way I'm, back from the Royals now, day, Stephen Yes. Lindy. Now, did I hear correctly? You you got six packs of El Padron to yes. go? Yes, we actually did uh, 40 cases yesterday. The anticipation of, you know, selling out, of course, this weekend. Ideally, this goes on for the whole month, you know, it goes into February 14th. Um, make sure everything happens, but... Yeah, we have plenty of beer for everyone to come in, enjoy it, take it home, take it to the game. I don't care what you do, come in and drink it. Well, we're here for El Padron. Yeah. It means uh, chief in Italian. Yes. And you've wanted to do this beer for a while. We talked to you yeah. earlier this week uh-huh. when you gave, we had you on for two guys in a brewery. But we finally tasted it, and everybody's tasting it. Everybody's buying it. Yeah. I don't know what your kid situation it. is with El Padron. Do you guys make a lot. a lot of this stuff? I made enough. Okay. I was say I made enough. Well, so I, I want to talk about that though. Take me back to the beginning when this when this partnership was formed with Six Ten Sports yeah. Radio and Cinderblock Brewing. How did how did you land on 
Il Padron? How did I you mean, land on, on this particular flavor? Because you could do any type of lager yeah. or Pilsner or IPA or, or whatever. How did you land on this guy right here that you landed on? Yeah, I mean, so for the record, Binkley's been a boy of ours for a long, long time. It's good for like, yeah. I, always, I always say, what's up, man, every time I see him. But we had talked about how we didn't necessarily want it to be a, you know, like IPA, you know. IPA doesn't scream playoffs to me. No, right. it doesn't really. Pilsner does. Pilsner. Pilsner's one of those things to me, like, everyone loves a good Pilsner. Yeah. Um, Pilsner's one of those beers that if you make it well, like, people are going to judge you for it. People want to know that you can do something really well before they're like, oh, that's a good brewery. So that we wanted to do that. Like you had said, we wanted to make an Italian Pilsner months and months, you know, if not a year ago. We'd actually talked about having a Goodfellas video where, you know, oh, split yeah. the grains, yeah. kind of like the garlic or yeah, anything yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, but then this kind of, like, opportunity presented itself via Steven, and uh, it was, I felt like it was a perfect beer for this particular situation. And uh, so far, it seems like everyone's really enjoying it as much as I hope that they would. So you had, you had a recipe basically just kind of sitting on the shelf. Just shelves, mentally, yeah. Just like, waiting for the right oh, time. Mentally? Yeah. You didn't have this written down. No, no. I was like, I'm a big, like, you know, it's all in the brain kind of guy. Um, <laughs> but this but no, is I mean, always like, what you've done, though, because you were a bartender and everything. No, yeah. Like, I mean, it's always one thing. You know, like, I always say uh, why is the most important thing of why something is uh, in existence. Um, we wanted to make a beer specific for this. Um, Bryce and I had talked about an Italian pills for a long time, but it was always kind of in the queue. You know, not just something we had talked to uh, Nick down in Alma Mater. He makes great pilsners. We want to talk to him about stuff. But this is what, what we want to come up with uh, to make something specific for this situation that uh, would be enjoyable by all sorts sure. of people. Sure, yeah. You know? and, and, and here it is. It's playoff weekend. You've got playoff pilsner. And it says it right on the can. Exactly. It's, it says, well, move it back. All right. So uh, you got, it says playoff pilsner on the can right there. Bink, I'm curious, in a setting like not like this, just in, in your own domain. How many of these do you think you can crush? This is highly crushable. Very in terms of highly crushable. Yes. In that liquid you have too, that's uh, yeah, really real fine. Real fine liquid. Time. It's highly crushable too. Yeah. yeah. And it's lower ABV, so you can definitely crush that. Yeah. This is what, at 5%, 5.2? Yeah, 5.2. It's made to enjoy. Is this is this the beer then, when, you know, we talked about, uh, I guess, earlier in the week, when you have someone that comes in, that comes in for a graduation party mm-hmm. or a, a wedding or whatever, and they're like, man, I, I, I'm sure you guys got a great place here, but I am a insert light beer fan here. Is this the one you just, like? I mean, really, hopefully, like, we real fine all the time, you know. You want right. to drink no, beer, no. that's the beer for you. But this is one of those beers where, like, this is kind of a segue from, you know, light beer drinker into craft beer drink because right. you can taste the malt, you can taste the hops, you can taste the yeast, and, like, you can see the uh, the little, you know, differentials from what is, you know, your water beer yeah. that we're also used to drinking, but this is something that you actually have the flavor to that you want, but that you want more of it, you know, right. every drink requests more of it. So. Here's what I like about you guys. You've all been here forever. We've mm-hmm. been here forever. You guys are, you guys are a tight-knit group. Bryce, your owner. He, he has another job as yeah. well, so he comes in here and brews He's a Cerner well. guy, yeah. He's a Cerner guy, and he does a lot of stuff and comes in here and still brews. We always talk about guys having other jobs. Yeah, make no in mistake. The if there's a technical operation that needs to be taken care of, Bryce Shafter's going to handle it. But this is a great <laughs> spot you got. This is a reclamation yeah. room wasn't part of your original brewery. That was next door here. Where no, I'm yeah, this is an extension. This is an extension. And the cool thing, too, Danny, is you're all geared up in your Chiefs uh, salute to service stuff. Oh, yeah. And uh, – you're a big Chiefs fan. I think you're going out and getting some stuff before the uh, the beer release tonight, getting ready for the game. Oh, yeah, you have to. you got to have your uh, emergency blankets, you know, your hand warmers. Uh, right. I'm going to grill Tomahawk steak on a pop-up <laughs> grill, you know. So I like the fact that your beer comes from a football fan. Like exactly, it yeah. It came with a little football in mind when you made this beer. Exactly. 
I mean, that's. I mean, like, make no mistake. My whole tailgate squad here. We make sure that we always come in here and we want to uh, drink beer for the game. You know, after the game. You know, we always want to have a good time. Right. Um, this is kind of the beer that we like to take out there. Uh, but again, it's made for purpose. All right. So we, your 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 show bank is till 9 p.m. tonight. What time are we shutting this place down? How late are we keeping the party going? Brewery's open until 11. Beer might pour <laughs> a little after that. You know, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. As Winter. long as everyone's safe, yeah, we're, we're good to pour beer as long as we can. <laughs> oh, this yeah. is good stuff, though. The Papers Porter is what Nimmons and I have here as well. Yeah. yeah. Like, I am not coming here without your porter. Nimmons I and I are huge stout porter guys. Super geeky about this. I saw it sitting here, and I said, who, who is this for, Bink? Who, said, who it is for you. Requested and I said, this for my me. God, I'm ready to try it. Yeah, I mean, porter is one of those things, like Bryce talked to you guys about on Tuesday. I mean, it's a malty beer. It's got a little bit more character to it than the, the standard, you know, like Pilsner or anything like that. Um, that's what we use for the beef jerky that you guys know about. I, I, the beef jerky. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's Every- here. I'll grab you a slice Are, before we get out of here. Now, each one of your beers has a jerky. No, no. So, the, like, beef jerky separate on anything like that. But, yeah, the Paver's Porter is something that okay. we, from the beginning, we're like, that is a beer okay. that needs to be. Absolutely. And it's a great, like, marinade, anything like that. So, so no hold, on, hold on, hold on. to jerky. I, I, you, I, know, I know you said this on Tuesday. You guys have beef jerky that accompanies this porter. Yeah, beef jerky yes. is great with any kind of beer. It's made with it. I, I mean, look, where did this? I will bring you a, a bag. I will sign a bag and bring it to you in five <laughs> seconds. How did, how did this come about? How did you decide we're going to throw some beef jerky in with our so beer? So it's actually, I mean, like, when, an I, ideas guy. Yeah, when I first started working here, um, like working at a brewery is a lot of hard work. It's not just all fun and games, drinking beer or anything it's like not? that. No, yeah, believe it or not, work? it does require work. Um, and I was working so much, I was like, I, you know, I'd eat a roast beef sandwich for lunch. I'm going to take a nap after lunch. And I was like, I can't do that anymore. Right. So I started eating jerky, and I was like, why don't we just make this ourselves? And I was like, oh, beer jerky. You know, like, it's such a simple saying. And, Where's your you cattle know. come from? It's a Midwestern process. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course, right? Um, we, we'd like to do uh, some more small farm stuff. Yeah, we're working towards that. I mean, it, you, you are in Kansas City. So exactly, it does, yeah. it does sort of There's lots of good home. beef around here. i got a lot of friends that are beef farmers. I like, I like being out on a live location with you, Bink, because you are focused on your show. You've got your notes. you got your laptop. you got multiple pages. you got your phone. But you also do get a little bit of squirrel to you. We're like, oh, what's going on over there? Oh, what's going I on over there? Checking out the oh, scene. What's he's he's got there? a lot of fans. You know, a lot of people <laughs> no, want to come and get autographs. I'm interested in seeing what people are drinking. How many autographs you signed tonight, Bink? I'm watching what they're drinking. <laughs> I'm watching <laughs> if they're drinking the Opa How many breasts have you signed this evening? None. <laughs> this show's about the Earls, not the girls. I actually met a guy named Earl. It's uh, a, uh, a lifelong uh, center block fan earlier. Right, yeah. Now, how many, now, nine years you guys have been up here? Yeah, uh, we opened in September 2013, so September this will be nine years. Wow. Got plans yeah. for a little birthday party? Oh, yeah. We, we always, I mean, we always overdo the whole uh, birthday celebration where some people do a week and we usually do a week. Um, That's but yeah, how we, I am. Like, we might, two weeks. We, one of our employees is big into half birthdays, so we'll probably have to celebrate that here coming up soon. That is so. coming up soon, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. March 13th would be that. Yeah. So it's actually <laughs> Snake Saturday. <laughs> So look at that. Like, not Saturday, like you, you didn't know. know. <laughs> like, like just, I swear, it just came to me right now. Just sitting right there on it. Hang around here, Danny. Can you hang around there? Yeah, so 100%. Guys uh-huh. in brewery. I'll get so you guys I, some beef jerky. Yeah, beef jerky. We'll, we'll take a break for beef jerky. But I do want to know about this beer scene down here. 100%. Because North Kansas City is just bloomed. Yeah. Is it down here open. or is it up here? Up here? Um, it depends. I look at it as down because I'm at the airport. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, you look at it as up, up here. here because I'm right across the river. From downtown, yeah. Right. So I yeah. guess, yeah. So either yeah. way, we're going to meet. Here. We'll so, Danny, we'll talk we'll about this beer boom uh, yes. here at uh, Two Guys in a Brewery next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
and I have our beef jerky that goes right along with our pavers porter. God damn, that's good. Great job, Danny. I'll tell you, that's good. Craft beer jerky. Beef jerky created with pavers porter beer. Well, what beer is this? That is the black squirrel. That's a little bit different. High ABV in this bad boy. That's a black you out is what that is. Yeah. yeah. All right, so the pavers porter jerky with the beer. Perfect. Right? I'm not going to dive into it now because yeah. I'm trying to do radio. Nivens is eating it. And I'll have to wait till the next break. Yeah, you can't really chew and talk at the same time. As oh, I can. <laughs> I'm going to stick it aside. This is the kind of uh, beef jerky when you're like, listen, I want to go out. I'm going to get a little shinaki, but I need to put just like something in my belly. What's the ABV in the squirrel? Not a whole lot. ABV on the squirrel is 12.5%. Oh, my God. And it's bourbon, it's big, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you guys have a lot of barrels around here. Yeah. I mean, like, barrel-aged beers are kind of one of our things. Like, we try to... Uh, make the best quality products that we can. We're actually hoping to expand on that this year. So, so, right. so let's, let's talk about that. Where do you get the, the bourbon barrels in? Do you have so a- there's actually a barrel, what's the term, brokers. Okay. Um, they get them from, because the whiskey distillers, you know, once they use them, they sit that. They used to be founders, stuff. right? Because I always thought that they're We've actually used a different barrel every okay. single year. Because they were like the masters oh, of it first. Yeah. These are founders? Sazerac this year. Up in Michigan. This is, this, is, this is that black squirrel. That's what this is. This yeah. is you smell it and you get buzzed. Yeah. This, this is. I mean, oh. it's a beer made to a sip delicately. Yeah, obviously, you know. this is like nipping like tequila. Like yeah. you don't you don't just shoot it; you just kind of yeah. spend it all yeah, evening on it. Yeah. So uh, when you when you uh, like, for example, you guys have canned here El Padron, and you've got uh, cans to go. You got uh, six packs to go for. Mm-hmm. Can we say the price? Can we do that? I can't remember if that's legal or not. It's a it's an affordable price. To an take affordable a dollar packs. amount. Yeah. yeah, affordable dollar. Is it a Hamilton? Yeah. Uh, I digress. Um, <laughs> I just saw that in the Kansas City Business Journal saying that like price of aluminum yeah. for cans is now going up. Like the the big the big yeah, distributor uh, of aluminum. In, a, in a big amount, yeah. So how does that work for you guys? Will you guys still like, for example, work from that manufacturer, or will you just get the blank cans and just spend a, a Saturday slapping the labels on? So yeah, I mean, like we. Like, so there's certain ways that you can do. Uh, yes, <laughs> you can do um, shrink wrapped cans. Uh, we actually have a labeler that we use. Um, we were actually fortunate enough, Bryce was able to, or Bryce, our owner, was able to find a shipment of cans that we actually had delivered uh, between us and actually Steve Saroy down at Call Sign. Um, we actually have 12 pallets of cans back there. Like, basically, all of our storage space filled with cans. Which right a lot now. of people didn't yeah. can beers at first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, bottling was a big thing. When we first started in 2013, there's bottled craft beer, uh, crowlers are starting to become more of a big thing, growlers, obviously. Um, but really, if you want to, like, be competitive with the market, then you have to do cans. I heard um, aluminum cans are better than bottles, and I keep telling people yeah. that because I've, I've read that. Is that right? No, yeah, so the cans I mean, are like, actually fresher beer than it's bottles. It's, it's, a, it's a light pollution. It's a light it's pollution. A light yeah, pollution. That's that's why Coronas don't go bad because they're a clear okay. beer, right? Like, like, well, no, that's why Coronas have a skunky flavor to them. If is that you what have it is? like okay. Heineken, like so, it's clear bottles are the worst for a light filtration. Green bottles are the second, and then okay. brown bottles are better. But aluminum, you know, like light doesn't get through them, um, so that's why it's best for craft beer, especially fresh beers. And really, with craft beer, for the most part, we can it for it to be sold as quickly as possible. Like, even the Il Padron, we canned it yesterday. We want you to drink it as soon as possible. Not because it's going to go bad, but because it's fresh. Right. Like, that is our thing. So, so you guys, with, with your beers, is it primarily sold out of in-house? Or are you are you hooked up with uh, distributorship throughout Kansas City and some of the different liquor yeah, stores, I mean, grocery stores, etc.? North Kansas City on the Missouri side. We use Crown, Will Fisher, Crawford on the Kansas side. But 
it's really it's pretty almost like a 50-50 split. It depends okay. on you know obviously how well the taproom goes or anything like that. But yet, uh, it's pretty close really as far as the numbers goes. But really, I mean like in an ideal world, we could sell 100 percent of the beer. With out the of pandemic the tap room, but when you we guys had to shut down with customers, uh -huh. we keep hearing from brewers like they really emphasize their canning and distribution. Yeah. Was, was that part of it? It didn't, like, hurt you? Because all these breweries are opening up. Like, there's new ones opening up still. Yeah. Like, they obviously, the pandemic didn't hurt you guys because you guys used resources in other ways. Yeah, I mean, like, I wouldn't say the pandemic didn't hurt us. I would definitely lean towards, like, we had to uh, pivot and maneuver. You never had to make hand sanitizer, yeah. did you? What's that? You never had to make the, the tizer, did you? This hand sanitizer? Oh, like we the, actually uh, did, yeah. We did had, you really? We okay. bottles of hand sanitizer. We, okay. Bryce actually, uh, Bryce is, like I said, he's a very uh, finagling guy. Yeah, because I thought they made you guys do that, like these I liquor distributors. I mean, we have a pump tap on a growler on the bar right now <laughs> with a uh, uh, house-made sanitizer, yeah. Yeah. Get some uh, hand but sanitizer. But, yeah, I mean, that was the beer. thing. Like, you know, at that point, like, we couldn't, you know, no one could come in and we couldn't send anything out. So it was a matter of how are we going to sell anything. Right. And hand sanitizer was the thing, like. It by no means was a uh, large seller, but we did sell some. Well, what do you, what do you think of this beer scene? Because when you guys came down here, obviously big rips down here. There's a few breweries uh, down here. Call signs getting ready to open yeah. a big place down here. Uh, you have Outlaw down here. You've got a bunch of them. But it's around the city, too, like Jackson County. Mm -hmm. You know, like Blue Springs is several now. Yeah. Windship and East 40. And Lee Summit's got like three now. New Axiom yeah. and, well, Diametric now. But there's goat brewing and everything yeah. else. But so many in Grain Valley, Iron Kettle, and all that. What do you think of the beer scene in Kansas City? Because it just seems to be exploding. I mean, I love it. Like, I, I think I told you guys on Tuesday when I was first wanting to get in the beer in business, um, it was Boulevard, McCoy's, 75th Street, two of which are now closed. Um, but now, like, to see all these other breweries opening up, it's actually a cool thing because, like, really what's good, good for the goose is good for the gander in the craft beer community. Yeah. You see places like Portland, Oregon, San Diego, California, well, there's 250 plus breweries. I mean, Minneapolis is um, Minneapolis. I mean, go That's to Omaha. Including St. You know? Paul. It's a, yeah. well, Omaha, Omaha, as I've told a thousand times on air, Omaha is where I first really ventured into the craft brew scene. You were sponsored yeah. by them, were you? But for a while, I did an yeah. endorsement for a couple years with them, and I went to Omaha the first year out there. Me, Shotgun Jackson yeah. from the Country Station 106.5, which obviously sister station carries the Chiefs. Those afternoons over there. Me, him, his uh, ex at the time, and my now wife went up there, and there was there was seven breweries and a winery. There was mm -hmm. eight total, and we were able to hit all of them in one day, like just the way it all yeah. turned out. It was exhausting, but it's we fun. Did it. Yeah, right? it was, we had yeah. a good time. It's like when you and I went to Des Moines and we had right. twenty seven. Des Moines, of them. great. Right. Yeah, but then, Des Moines, but then good time. The next year, I took my wife up and my stepdaughter, and we just hit a couple in, in like the little market area. Yeah. We didn't like hit all of them. Obviously, she was a, mm -hmm. a you know a, a, <coughs> excuse me a young girl at the time. But at that point, a few years ago, Omaha was bigger than Kansas City in terms of had more breweries, yeah. successful breweries that were doing really well. And then all of a sudden, Kansas City was like, "Look, we got to start. Yeah. We got to start showing up." And then, and then I think to myself, like, and I know, I know, uh, there's been an article uh, a while back or so about are we getting oversaturated with breweries in Kansas City? And I just think that's not possible, like, because you like. I was up in Parkville yesterday with the kids and walking around in that nature. Yeah, they don't have one up there. They don't have a brewery up there. Well, they right? used to. You know, and then you before get, brewing was cool. You know, you get yeah, out to yeah. right. You, you get you get out to like Zona Rosa. You could drop a brewery yeah. in there because it's like a makeshift downtown. Downtown Overland Park just has the the brew lab, which is a great place. But you still could probably drop another brewery. Yeah, but in you there. got yeah. Pathlight and some of those others out in Joko. Yeah. Now. Right, Joko right, beers. But, 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 but I'm talking Pathlight about like Leewood. 
farther south than Overland Park, and you get out to like the 150th Street yeah. area. You've just got Red Crow out in Olathe, and I know there's another one coming. I sent you the information about that. I don't know if we're near a saturation place yet. With really, with you breweries. can't saturate creativity and uh, the ability to interpret things in your own way. Right. You know, like everyone's going to have their own version of something, and that's what makes brewing cool, what makes it brewing fun. Hopefully you can turn it into a business, a successful business of that, but it yeah. is one thing where you do have to have a, an angle. Right. And if you have a successful angle, then you will do well because you care and you give an F about what you're doing. Right. You know? Right. And you, it, it kind of feels like you guys do here. We do. You kind of care. Sake, yeah. I feel like you can come up here any given Sunday, and I'm I, probably up here doing something. I feel like you guys might you, you might have what it takes to stick around for a while. That's the plan. I mean, we've made it almost <laughs> nine years. We're the OGs. Yeah. <laughs> That was called sarcasm. Yeah. I know it was. My sarcasm's so good you didn't even yeah, know. Right? But the one yeah. thing about it I like it, the people teach themselves how to make beer, like you. Uh-huh. You just wanted to be back there, hands-on, the creativity yeah. you have, Observation, this jerky yeah. this beer. And this still put your own. I mean, this is just, this is a home run, man. And I don't know how long you're going to keep it, if you're going to, Keep Hopefully it, it sells out we tonight. You in yeah. The, yeah. If we talk you into the whole season or baseball yeah. season, yeah, like hey, we need a baseball beer too, you know. I was gonna say, you know, you need you need a you need a baseball beer, like a different one. Opening the day. The drone is for the for the football and for playoffs, and then you have your own. What does Royals mean in Italian? Ooh, that's a good I idea. I don't speak Italian outside of the drones. Drone. Oh, maybe like a. Maybe like a, like a German influence beer for baseball. I feel like I feel like that's got some German influence. Baseball. German. Well, baseball is an American sport. You know, like it is American. Folks on American for that. Like well, I know this but style. Spit, but hey, we, we can. We'll talk to them about this. What? Spitball. Hey, you said April you're an second. ideas guy. Yeah, exactly. I'm an ideas guy. I'm, I'm an ideas guy. Who do you got this weekend, Danny? This weekend you're going I'm to the game. A game on Sunday. Yeah, we're. What are, you, what are you doing? Who do you want to see next? I mean, oh, yeah, so let's talk Chiefs real quick. Yeah. Um, going out there, obviously, I've done uh, a lot of games, five home games this year. I was unfortunately not able to go to all of them. But Sunday, we're making it easy, but I'm going to grill a Tomahawk steak or something on my notebook grill. You're always you know, the guy that has to bring the beer, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, but people still, you know, like their Coors Lights, Bush Lights, whatever. I'm still, I still make Padrone, them drink some buddy. Block IPA and they'll put drones for sure. But I will tell you, you know, let's beat the Steelers. This team... We, we are great back-to-back Super Bowls. I don't love playing the Steelers because of a Hall of Fame coach, Hall of Fame quarterback. They have the talent. They have nothing to lose. But let's get through them. In the event that we <laughs> do get through them, I think the Patriots are going to go beat the Bills, which the really? Patriots then go to Tennessee, and we get the winner of Raiders, Raiders Bengals, and Bengals, which I obviously I want to beat the Raiders, you know, F the Raiders. You want a chance to the Bengals again? I would love to I hope to they're the banged Bengals up game. a little bit. I, I hope that we're smoking some in the locker room just to make fun of Joe Burrow and them celebrating regular season win just to get back then. I like the that. kid's got some moxie, like man. Yeah. I've been making fun of Herbert all year, man, calling yeah. the side and everything I mean, else. That he's Sunday at home watching game, the playoffs like us. Yeah. He, he's, he's a stud, but he's not playing right mm-hmm. now. I think, so. I think Burrow's got a little swag. Yeah. You know, I remind people all the time. It's Burrow's second year. Yeah. Second yeah. year, Mahomes already had an MVP in the bag and already a Super yeah. Bowl MVP. Exactly. I mean, you about this morning. I was listening. I was like, 100 percent agree. Yeah, I, I, Herbert, I, I think the uh, I think the thing about like I talked about this with uh, Bank. I I think this this team, this Chiefs team, especially after having a bit of a of a rocky, as you pointed out uh, on my way over, uh, three and four at one point in the season, and uh, there were the Chiefs. We saw the montage that was put together about. The Chiefs are done. They've been figured out. They don't have what it takes, you know. Mahomes, Mahomes, uh, uh, not not as good as he, uh, uh, Habert, Habert, whatever his name is. 
Herbert. 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 <laughs> Whatever. Hey, hey Bobby. Hey, Bear. He's from Louisiana. They, they called no, Billy Joe. No, Justin not from Louisiana. <laughs> I thought he was. Billy, Billy Joe Hobart. Check your sources. He went to Oregon. Sir. Dude, he's, 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 he's a California. Tony's he's from Michigan. But anyway, that's the best part about it. You don't, have to, you don't have to be true about it. You can just make it all up, right? The good thing. But my point is that I think this team is mature enough to yeah. not look beyond exactly. the Steelers. And, and especially after the rocky part of the midseason. Yeah. Like he went to high school in Oregon. Eugene. Eugene. Beer town. Yeah, Eugene. Oregon, Wisconsin. I told you that already. Uh, but I think that this is <laughs> what, what you can't see in radio is Binks look at me like, dude, you're an idiot. I think, this, I, I think that we're mature enough as a team yeah. not it's to a great look. way. I agree. Danny, thanks for having us at the place. Silver Drums a home run. We're going to go to break. Says who? We're going to go to break and we talk Chief Steelers next. Right. We got break still. We right, got to get Thanks for two guys in a brewery, Absolutely. Danny. Thanks, thanks for awesome. having me. Thank thanks you. for beer. Thanks Love for Love you guys. Go Chiefs. Talk to you guys later. We'll be back with Chief Steelers next. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 